For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Spiritual Application of Passover. This is part three of the series. The lamb was of the first year, Exodus chapter 12, verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it from the sheep and the goat. The firstborn of both man and beast is to be set aside and given to the God of Israel. We can see this in Exodus chapter 13, verse 2, and then verses 11 through 13, as it is written. Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it's mine. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swear unto you and to your fathers, and shall give it to you, that ye shall set apart unto the Lord all that open the matrix, and every firstling that comes of the beast which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. And every firstling of a donkey shall you redeem with a lamb. And if you do not redeem it, then you shall break his neck, and all the firstborn of man among the children of Israel shall you redeem. Yeshua was the firstborn of Miriam and Yosef. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, and then verses 24 and 25, it is written, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not to take unto you Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Yeshua. Yeshua is the firstborn of many brethren. Romans chapter 8 verse 29 and then Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 and 18. For whom he did foreknow he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren who is the image of the invisible Elohim the firstborn of every creature and he is the head of the body the congregation who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence going back to Exodus chapter 12 verse 5 the lamb was a male 
lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Sin came into the world through a man, that is Adam, and as a result, a male, Yeshua, died to atone for the sin of Adam. Adam represents all of mankind. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed unto all men, for that all have sinned. For Adam was first formed, then Eve, it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Adam should have stood in the gap and not listened and received which came forth from his wife because he knew exactly what was going on. And he did not stand in the gap. He partook of the sin with her. So Adam was at fault. Yeshua died on the tree to atone for the sin of mankind. Romans chapter 5 verses 17 through 19. For by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Yeshua HaMashiach. Therefore, as by the offense of one, that is Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so by the righteousness of one, that is Yeshua the Messiah, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. This lamb was for a house. Exodus chapter 12 verse 3. Speak unto all the congregation of Israel saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. Notice the lamb was for a house. That's because the God of Israel wants an entire household to be redeemed, saved, or delivered from the bondages of sin. The redeemed family, the Messiah, are members of the household of faith. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of the God of Israel. Salvation and redemption has always been for an entire household. In Genesis chapter 7 verse 1, it says about Noah and his family. And the Lord said to Noah, Come you and all your house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. In Genesis chapter 18 verses 17 through 19 it is written, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation, and all nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and that they will keep the way of the Lord. What's keeping the way of the Lord? Following Torah and do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15 says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Acts chapter 16 verse 31 says, And they said, Believe in Yeshua HaMashiach and you will be saved in your house.
Acts chapter 18, verse 8. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were immersed. There is a progressive revelation of the Lamb. The Lamb is not only for a house, but the Lamb is also for a nation, and the Lamb is also for the entire world. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 3, we see that the Lamb is specified for a house. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. John chapter 11, verse 50 tells us the lamb is for a nation. Nor consider that is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, being high priest that year, he prophesied that Yeshua would die for that nation. And then John chapter 1 verse 29, we see the lamb is for the entire world. The next day John, seeing Yeshua coming unto him, said, Behold, the lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Next, we need to understand from Exodus chapter 12 verse 6, that the lamb was specified to be killed between the evenings, is what it says in the Hebrew. Exodus chapter 12, verse 6, And you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it, and it says in the English, in the evening. But what it says in the Hebrew, and I have the Hebrew here, is it, the Hebrew says, Kill it, Bain ha Aravim, which means kill it between the evenings. Kill it between the evenings. When is between the evenings? Well, in order to understand this, we need to understand the biblical day. A biblical day goes from sundown to sundown. We can see this from creation. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 5 it says regarding the first day of creation, And God called the light day and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Notice the day is evening and morning. Now the second day, Genesis chapter 1 verse 8, And God called the firmament heaven, and evening and morning were the second day. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 13, And evening and morning were the third day. Notice each day begins in the evening and it ends ends in the morning. Looking at the biblical day, it's 24 hours. It goes from sundown to sundown. And so, sundown being basically 6 p.m., from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., that is the first 12 hours of the 24-hour day, that is the evening part of the day. Then from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., that is known as the morning part of the day. So a day has an evening and a morning. But the morning itself is subdivided into a morning morning and an evening. So from 6 a.m. to noon is the morning part of the morning part of the day. From noon to 6 p.m. is the evening part of the morning part of the day. It tells us that Yeshua died on the tree at the ninth hour. That is the ninth hour in the morning part of the day. So that day begins basically at 6 a.m. So if we go nine hours, the ninth hour is 3 o'clock p.m. So 3 o'clock p.m. you can see here is right in the middle of the evening part of the morning part of the day. 3 p.m. is between the evening. We're told that Yeshua died between
between the evenings at the ninth hour of the day. In Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 and 46 and verse 50, it says, Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Yeshua cried with a loud voice, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Quoting from Psalm 22. Matthew 27 verse 50 goes ahead and says, Yeshua, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up his spirit. So Yeshua is killed between the evenings. Now, there's also a specification regarding the lamb in Exodus chapter 12 verse 6 that the whole assembly shall kill the lamb and you shall kill it and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. The sins of the entire world are responsible for the death of Yeshua on the tree. In John chapter 10 verses 17 and 18 it is written, Therefore does my father love me because I laid down my life that I may take it up again. No man takes it from me. No one has the authority to cause me to die. But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. This commandment have I received of my Father. In Romans chapter 3 verse 23 it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God commanded his love toward us and that while we were sinners, Messiah died for us. Sin caused Messiah to die on the tree. Who commits sin? The entire world, Jew and non-Jew. In the the natural events that, that happened in the crucifixion of Yeshua, it tells us that there were both Jew and non-Jew who conspired to crucify the Messiah. In Acts chapter 4 verses 26 and 27 it says, The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For of a truth against the holy trial Yeshua, whom thou hast anointed, Herod, Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together. Was it the Jews who killed Yeshua? No, it was the sin of the world that killed Yeshua and no one had the power to cause him to die. He had to voluntarily give up his life as a burnt offering. There were Jews who were part of the event, but there were non-Jews as a part of the events as well. But ultimately, the reason why he died was because Adam sinned. It was for the sins of the whole world. As a reminder to us, when we study the scriptures, we need to understand these four basic principles. And that is when we study and examine the historical events that happen in the scriptures, the biblical principle is that they are also prophecies that will happen to future generations. We need to realize that what is written in the word of Yahweh has two primary applications. Number one, all things are written to teach us about the redemptive work of the Messiah and of course we know that is Yeshua HaMashiach and at the same time Yahweh is communicating his heart in the ways of his kingdom to his people so therefore what is written has a personal application to the 
people who are in covenant relationship with Yahweh through Yeshua the Messiah. Passover is a festival to celebrate the liberation of the people of the God of Israel. Passover is called the festival of our freedom. The deliverance came when the God of Israel commanded his people to put the blood of the lamb upon their doorposts. Spiritually, that was to teach us about Yeshua, who is the Lamb of the God of Israel, who would die on the tree, shed his blood to take away the sins of the world. In John chapter 1, verse 29, it says, Behold, the Lamb of God, that is Yeshua, which takes away the sin of the world. Looking at the details of the historical Egyptian Passover, if we examine Exodus chapter 12 and verses 3 through through 6, it tells us the following, Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goat, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And then it goes on to tell us in Exodus or Shemot chapter 12 verses 21 and 22 that the blood of the lamb was commanded to be put on the doorposts of your house. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel in the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. The spiritual application is that the believers in Yeshua as the Messiah we are called his house. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 but Messiah as a son over his own house whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. You also as lively stones in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 it says you are built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua HaMashiach. So the commandment was to take the lamb and to put it in your house and that is a spiritual picture of the house being a picture of family of the God of Israel through Yeshua the Messiah. He was to put the blood on the doorpost. Yeshua is the door. In John chapter 10, verse 7, 9, and 11, it is written, Then said Yeshua unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. By 
me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I am the good shepherd. And this is what a good shepherd does. A good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. The doorpost from which the blood was put on is representing that we are to have a circumcised heart spiritually. In Deuteronomy in chapter 10 verse 12 it says and now Israel what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God to walk in all of his ways to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul. So what does he require? Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 16 circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff neck. Then in Philippians chapter 3 verse 3 it says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Yeshua HaMashiach and have no confidence in the flesh. It's the blood of Yeshua being put upon our heart that redeems us from sin. In Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 and 7 it is written, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Mashiach, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Now in 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 it says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Messiah as a lamb without blemish and without spot. The reference to Yeshua dying on the tree and shedding his blood is associated with the Passover lamb and its requirement to be without blemish and without spot. Looking at the details of the requirements back in Exodus chapter 12, one of the requirements is that the body of the lamb must be eaten. In Exodus chapter 12 verses 8 through through 10 it says and you shall eat the flesh in that night roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs shall you eat it eat not of it raw nor sodden it all with water but roast with fire its head with his legs and with the pertinent thereof and you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning and that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire the lamb here spiritually is representing Yeshua the Messiah he is our Passover lamb. John chapter 6 verse 4, the setting is Passover. So it says in verse 4, in the Passover a feast of the Jews was near. And now in verse 51 with the setting being Passover, Yeshua says John 6 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 it says Purge out therefore the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are unleavened for even Messiah our Passover Messiah is called the Passover lamb. Messiah our Passover he is sacrificed for us. What is the spiritual meaning of eating the lamb? Why are we to eat the lamb? Well in John chapter 6 which the setting once again is Passover 
Passover, Messiah associates the eating of the lamb with believing that he is the Messiah. So when you eat the lamb, you're believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. Let's see this. In John chapter 6, verses 52 through 57, it says, The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Remember, he's the lamb of the God of Israel. How can he give us his flesh to eat? Yeshua said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whosoever eats my flesh, he's making a reference to that Passover lamb. Whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eats me, even he shall live by me. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, the spiritual application of Passover. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.